We know what it's like to herd cats, but what about herding people who like cats? We talk with our Director of Community Engagement, Kristen Roth, about our amazing volunteers, how you can help, and more here on Pet Resource Radio. From the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City. I'm Sierra Howe. And I'm Dave Shapiro, and yes, indeed, welcome to the program. These sound waves are emanating initially from the room we call the Fish Bowl here at the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City before they make their way to your ears. We're a nonprofit organization dedicated to keeping pets and people together through supportive services for folks who are in need. And right now, we've got a special that's going on when you book vaccinations for the month of January, a full set cat or dog is just $30. It's a great time to get your pet caught up in vaccinations and make the new year a little safer for your furry friends. Want this deal? Just call us at 816-353-0940 and mention the promo code NEW YEAR. This special is only good for the month of January 2021, so get on it right now. Yep. And keep in mind that that is only good for adult um, dogs and cats that are over six months of age. Anything under that, they will get the puppy or kitten package, which is a different deal altogether. The winter tends to be a little bit slower for us. And it's one of those things where, you know, we've got space for folks. So if people need vaccinations, let's get them in here and let's get it done. Exactly. Um, How about we head over and get some pet news? All righty. First, we have a story about a dog, but before we get to this story, I have a secret to tell you. I'm pregnant, so you might cry if you're if you're like me after reading this story. So it's not just about any dog. It's a beautiful pit bull named Simba, and Simba lives with his dad and some other folks in an apartment building. And unfortunately, not everyone understood that pit bulls are actually really, really sweet. So folks would go out of their way to try and avoid him. So one of the neighbors who lived directly below Simba and his dad was not very fond of him, saying that he was mean and he was always very weary of him because he was, quote, a bad breed. But all that changed one day when Simba wouldn't leave the neighbor's door. So it turns out that the neighbor had taken a fall and broken her hip and had been there for two days. Simba barked and barked and barked and wouldn't leave her door. And it was only when his dad went to go pick him up and carry him home that he heard the neighbor inside. So has the neighbor changed her tune now that her life was saved by a bad breed? You bet she has. Yeah, absolutely. And how could you not after a situation like that? I remember, you know, when we were uh, looking over the story, uh, figuring out what we were going to do for this episode, uh, in the story itself, uh, you know, the the owner was there, had gotten in there, and the, the woman was saved after two days laying there on the floor. And she was like, thank you so much. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, of course. And she's like, no, I'm talking to the dog. Like, Mm -hmm. we're we're best buds now. It's on. And it shows how awesome pit bulls are, but also like animals in general, like just how they know, how they can sense that something is wrong, that somebody is in need of help or in danger, and they just let their owners know or they go and find help whether it's a house fire or we had a client here who had low blood sugar and her cat Cuddles would wake her up in the middle of the night, like um, doing little biscuits on her and meowing and meowing. And she'd be like, what's wrong? And there wasn't anything wrong with him. It was, there was something wrong with her that he was telling her, Hey, you need to check your blood sugar levels. And they were super, super low. 
Yeah. And it yeah. turns out he was he was diabetic too. So it's just a really cute story. You should go on our website, prckc.org, and read it. Oh, um, why not? Let's just put it in the show links. <laughs> okay, that's easier. All right. But then make sure you get lost because we have a bunch of other stories too. Oh, yeah. We have a bunch of good stuff up there. But you've got a second pet news, so you tell them what's up. All right. So next we head all the way to Russia, specifically to the State Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, where a French philanthropist left a sum of money in his will to the guardians of the museum. Well, that sounds nice. So who are these guardians? They're cats. Catherine the Great named them guardians of the art galleries, and the site has housed cats since the time of Empress Elizabeth, who reigned from 1741 to 1761. They were there initially to keep away mice, but now have become established residents with visitors submitting photographs of them each year for the museum's Day of the Hermitage Cat. The money will be used to repair parts of the basement where the cats live. That's um, great. Yeah. Art and cats. It's pretty much a uh, dream come true for me. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you're not there right now. Yeah. Hang out upstairs and um, look at the art and then go downstairs and hang out with cats. Perfect. In their new and improved yeah. basement. Oh, man. I wonder what kind of cool stuff they're going to be gonna partying get. down there. They have like bubble machines and like all kinds of cool stuff. But yeah, you bet that I'm going to leave something in my will for my dogs if and my cat. But he's really a dog. So when I say dogs, he's included. But <laughs> yeah, why would I not? So. All right. Why don't we uh, go talk to Kristen about some volunteers? Perfect. So as you may know, volunteers play a large role in any nonprofit organization, but we have to say that ours are pretty awesome. That's why we have Kristen Roth, Director of Community Engagement, here today to talk about our volunteer program and how more folks can get involved. Welcome to Pet Resource Radio, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I'm a fan of the show. Well, good. That's glad to know. <laughs> I hope you are. So I want to start from the beginning of the volunteer process. So you come from a background in volunteer management. So what are some of the main reasons why people choose to volunteer in the first place? And then what is it about volunteering that excites you? Um, I have been in volunteer management for about 15, maybe 16 years now. And as for the reason people want to volunteer, it's all across the board. Um, a lot of students, you know, needing hours, interns wanting to learn about, you know, an occupation they're really interested in getting into. Um, but I have met an incredible amount of people who just want to give back, truly. And each place I've worked, you know, people have come to us because whatever we're doing just really fits one of their passions. Here, it's pretty easy people um, love animals, but here the kind of cherry on top is that people, um, our volunteers also get to work with people. So this yeah. is like the perfect mix of people plus pets. And then, so why exactly PRCKC? Like what are the opportunities that make us so unique? Well, we have right now, we have 25 active opportunities on our site, which is a lot. So for us, I think that we offer a lot of variety and um, there's just a little bit for everybody. One of the questions that I ask people in a volunteer interview is when thinking of your donated time, do you want to spend it more so with people, more so with pets, or do you like an opportunity where you're really on your own, 
working on a project where you can throw in your headphones and listen to a book. And so people really get to pick, you know, when they, when they choose that, it's easier to match them to the right opportunity. Yeah. And so let's get a little bit deeper into the position. So how can people get involved and what are some of the main positions we're always looking to fill every single day? The easiest way to get involved is to go directly to our website, prckc.org. When you visit the website, uh, right in the top right corner, there's a button that says volunteer. You just click that, fill out all your your information, and then within a day or two, you're going to hear from me, and I'm going to be inviting you in for a volunteer interview. From there, really, our volunteers get to shop themselves on our website, Uh, that they sign up for, they get to go through and pick out what they'd like to do for us. Um, Right now, the opportunities that we are trying to fill, um, their biggest needs, one is pet food pantry. Um, Pet food pantry has increased little by little throughout the pandemic. Probably each pantry, we're serving another five to 10. So we've gone from seeing 40 people to 50 people to 60 people at the last one. And for every few clients we add on, we need a few more volunteers there to distribute food. So pep food pantry for sure. Also, our drive-through clinics that we're doing out in the community where we're bringing a veterinarian to people who may struggle with transportation, uh, maybe our lower income, um, maybe we're just right down the street for them, so it's super duper convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Those drive through clinics are almost completely staffed by volunteers. Yeah, and then you talked a little bit about how they can choose whether they want to work directly with pets mm-hmm. or with people, and so I just want to kind of um, let others know that we have an outreach team, but you can also work in the clinic and you can do a whole bunch of different things, like if you're interested in photos. So, yeah, I, I mean, if you're interested, go. I would go on the website and just mm-hmm. see the options that we have because there is there is something for everybody. There is. Um, so what are the requirements that they need to meet to stay a volunteer? Um Really, we're pretty we're pretty flexible. We do have a perk for our volunteers, and that is if you are an active volunteer, meaning you donate three hours per month, then you get access to our volunteer discount for your pets. So that means discounted awesome. rate for vaccinations, discounted rate for surgery. Um, so that's a perk. But really, you know, we. We love for people to donate what they can. Um, we do not have any formal requirement in terms of you know how much time you have to volunteer. Gotcha. Um, our age limit is 14 years old is our youngest volunteer opportunity. And for those volunteers, we want them to work with us here in clinic so we can um, be here to uh, help them. Until they're 18, then when they're 18, they can go sign up for whatever they'd like. Do they have to have a parent with them? Not at 14. We will accept volunteers younger than than 14 if they are with a parent, for example. Um, I had a great uh, interview with a gal named Eunice last week, and Eunice wants to come volunteer at our pet food pantries. And she asked about bringing her 13-year-old daughter. And yeah, absolutely. She's there as the parent. (laughs) We're happy for the extra help. Exactly. 
So could you talk a little bit about our CAPS internship program for high school students? Sure. CAPS is a really cool program um, throughout our community where students get to choose uh, really what they're thinking they want to study in school. They get to intern at a place uh, where those professionals already work. So our CAP students that come to our clinic are interested in veterinary med. Um, some of the things that they've gotten to do so far, uh, it, they do fill like our vaccinations for the following day. They build our e-collars. And they might be back cleaning our kennels. They're working alongside the vet team. A cool thing that they're going to start getting to do next year is they'll actually work alongside our wellness clinic, uh, techs and veterinarians, and they're going to fill all of the uh, vaccinations and prep all of the paperwork for each client. And that'll be just really good experience for them. Yeah, and they're all awesome. They are all awesome. Because they're here for the entire a whole, a whole semester, right? They, they're here for the whole yep. year, actually. Oh, I mean, I guess it's been different because of COVID, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, you got into perks earlier about offering discounts, and obviously besides puppy and kitten cuddles, um, what are some other things that volunteers get to look forward to? I think one thing that the pandemic has changed for us um, Obviously, we are not doing things the same here in terms of, you know, we have a drive through now. We clients no longer come into our building. Um, another thing that has changed is how much closer our volunteers are able to get to the action. I mean, our volunteers are now very well versed in in being a part of surgery each day from helping clean tools to helping with recovery Um I just think that it would be really hard to come in here on a day-to-day -day basis and tell staff from volunteer. And so really feeling like they're a true part of the team. That is literally my next question. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the large role that they play in making our mission possible, the work and the effort they put into um, Helping our clients and their pets is just as important as us, as staff. So what does it truly mean to be a PRCKC volunteer, and how big of an impact do they have on our organization? Well, you know, when it comes down to it, those drive through clinics, they actually would not happen if we yeah. didn't have volunteers. They wouldn't exist. Same with a cat clinic where there's even fewer staff. These, these programs we would not be able to mm -hmm. offer such low-cost vaccinations to clients in need without the volunteers. They just, they go hand in hand. So when we say they're part of the team, I mean, we really Literally. need it. And it's kind of funny, you know, not a lot of volunteers get to see the behind the scenes, but there's a lot of strategy that goes into each week and and we're like a very big puzzle, but just with a few staff pieces. <laughs> so we, but it works. It does. Yeah. It works. We need the volunteers to make the whole thing work. And what core values should they always keep in mind when volunteering here? Um, I think compassion. And I say that because it, it works well with, with one of our goals here, which is providing non-judgmental support. Uh, we love saying yes, and we want to say yes, you know, really kind of regardless of 
what's going on with that client. We want to be able to provide anything we can to make their life easier, their pet's life better. And our volunteers are on the front lines of that here in the clinic, but, you know, more specifically at a pet food pantry. And so what are the next step if someone listening right now wants to get involved? How should they go about getting started? So they can either, the easiest way is just to go to our website, prckc.org, click on the volunteer button, fill out everything on that application, including e-signing your waiver, because that's going to get you ahead of the game. Then I'll reach out to you and we will set up a volunteer interview and it's really, really easy. People can also email me directly at kroth at prckc.org. Cool. Well, thank you, Kristen. Yeah. I know we've all had a really busy week, so thanks for taking the time <laughs> Absolutely. This is our last episode of 2020, and since I'm putting together the annual report for the organization right now, something that I'm definitely good at and definitely, definitely not floundering at, we've got some year-end stats for you. Uh, We think this is important for a couple of reasons. First of all, we can sit here all day and talk about the services that we do, but it's a different thing to tell you exactly the direct impact we've been able to make on the community in numbers. So let's get to it. The pandemic, of course, is all over these numbers. It affected everything, including our ability to do what we do. But even though we had to shut down for a couple of weeks back in March to regroup and figure out how we were going to move forward in a way that would keep everyone safe, our numbers in a lot of areas went up. Our biggest increase this year was in how much pet food we handed out, which was 100,900 pounds of food, over twice as much as we handled handed out the year before. So that's over 50 tons of pet food that we got into the community. And that's not just what we hand out to folks at our pet food pantry. This includes everyone who got emergency help during the shutdown and all the food that we were able to get to other organizations so that they could distribute to the people in their area, their clients. So in this way, we were able to make that food go so much further. Phone calls were another thing that very much shot up in 2020. Our phone calls from clients were up 50% this year. All told, we took 66,970 inbound calls from clients. That's just inbound calls. That's not outbound calls. That's not us calling people for records. That's not us you know, calling somebody back because we missed something from them. That is just the inbound calls that are coming in. This speaks to the increase in need we saw this year as more people fell into situations where they needed help or more affordable services or to adopted a pet during the pandemic, as a lot of folks did. So in total, we saw 13,068 pets for vaccinations here at our physical location, which was about what we did last year, even without a shutdown, while we did 8,206 spay-neuter surgeries. That's a little less than we did last year, which really speaks to how difficult it was to rework our procedures and ensure that we could handle drop-off and pick-up times in a way that kept everyone safe. So now we're up to speed again and watching those numbers climb. But one of the most interesting stats comes from our fundraising. When clients come in for services, we ask them to donate what they can so that we can paw it forward to other folks who need the help. The total amount that we raised this year from just that is $21,305. That's over $20,000 worth of help from folks just rounding up the cost of their services or adding a little bit on top of what they were paying. Uh, We love to see that giving spirit in the community. Thanks to everyone that donated to us this year. 
Really? Thank you. So if you want to help us reach even more pets and people in 2021, head on over to our website, prckc.org, and help us out. And now we say goodbye to you, friends. Thanks again to our Director of Community Engagement, Kristen Roth, for being on the show today. The place to find more about volunteering with us, prckc.org. And that goes for donations as well. We're a nonprofit that's always trying to keep pets and people together. So every dollar you donate to us helps us do that work. And don't forget that you can get a full set of vaccinations for your pet for $30 in January 2021 only with the promo code New Year. Just give us a call, 816-353-0940. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, be sure to rate us and leave us a review. That always helps people find us. And also be sure to follow us on social media for updates and links to some of the news articles we mentioned on the show or the blog that we were talking about. Um, we're at PRR Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. So until next time, friends, tail wags and purrs to you and yours. And as the poet Emily Dickinson said, dogs are better than human beings because they know, but do not tell. Take care. Pet Resource Radio is a production of the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, produced and hosted by Sierra Howe and myself, David Shapiro, recorded, edited, mixed by David Shapiro, music by Hazel Ra Musical Industries, a.k.a. me, more info at soundcloud.com slash Hazel Raw Musical Industries.